Hey, what's up? This is Mark Lopes from Metal Church of Rasta Boss Band. Let us pray. And you'll listen to Aftershocks TV. And for, don't forget to keep it fucking metal. Yeah. Okay, we're back here after Shocks TV, Matt and Tom. And you know, Tom, I uh, just wanted to I wanted to bring us something up. We we briefed a, we talked about this briefly, I should say, mm, we last did. week. Okay. And I said I wanted to bring it up and talk about it a little bit more in detail. And that's what we're gonna do uh today. The machine shop, the digital lounge. I think it was we were talking about that mm. um last week, like I said. So basically just to re- recap real quick, the machine shop is a legendary venue in Flint, Michigan. A lot of bands have come through and played there, a lot of underground yep. bands, a lot of bigger name bands, and so forth. So they've come up with this idea and this concept called the Machine Shop Digital Lounge, which is essentially, it's it's a live streaming venture that they're doing, okay? Basically, it takes place at the Machine Shop, and it's it's live streaming. You, you have to purchase a ticket like you'd purchase a regular ticket to go to a show, and that's the only way you're able to see uh, the show and they've then I've done one of these so far. Mm. They did non-point the band non-point uh, yep. last month in December, and what they've done is they brought on Toby Wright. So Toby, excuse me, Toby Wright is obviously a very big producer who's worked with bands like Alice in Chains, Metallica, Corn, Kiss. As you see right there, he's a major major producer. Mm. And I guess one of the primary says here one of the primary goals <clears throat> of this collaboration with Toby and the Machine Shop is to provide artists with what they say is dramatically, okay, dramatically increased income potential through live streaming. And so Toby does the mixing of the audio, and it's an exclusive service that uh, it says will be available for sold-out shows. I don't really, really know exactly yeah. what do they mean sold-out shows, shows that are played there that are sold out already, and so they're going to then do one of these so that people who aren't able to see the show could see yeah. it. Live, it's also obviously global. So this is something that's a global thing. Um, so maybe it, it provides, I guess, an opportunity for, like live streams, you know, live streams do, it provide an opportunity for people to see these bands live that t- typically maybe don't. You know, like a band like Nonpoint, I know they play some festivals overseas, but they do mostly, most of their uh, touring is done here in the States. Um, so it's this interesting concept. It also says that they also offer production, uh, video production services for all live shows, um, and that this service offers, like I said, artists valuable tools which which, which they can compete on a global scale. So I'm just trying to really, and I, I'm hoping to get someone on from the Machine Chef that we could talk to more about this because I'm really interested, you know, interested in this concept. Yeah, um, of live streaming. What's, what? What do you think this is is all about? What's your take on it, Tom? I I kind of find it a little bit confusing, Matt. To be honest yeah, with you, it it's is. like um, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what I'm reading. I've read it and I don't know what I just read. If that makes sense. So no, yeah, obviously, if Toby Wright's involved, you kind of go. It's easy to diss it. You know, you know, not my thing. But if he's involved, you kind of go, okay, let me let this play out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, and is he from Flint, Michigan? Like, what is there any location? Any reason? Why there? You know, that is a good point. I don't necessarily know. It's something I can look up, but yeah, go ahead and I'll, I'll look that I, up actually. Yeah. I hope it's not next to the water plant, but there's a whole, uh, there's a whole other story, but um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's kind of confusing for me. I, I kind of don't know what the concept is. So if they're 
I, I get the like dramatic and they're using these words sold out and global, whatever. And they're all kind of nice big buzzwords. But as a consumer and as a rock and metal fan, I'm reading it and I don't know what your product is. Like mm-hmm. I com- I'm confused after I read it. So it's almost like, uh, okay, I'm curious, Toby, tell me more about this so I can get my head around it. It's almost like I can't have a, I can't have a productive conversation about it because I don't quite understand what the concept is. And I just think it's, you know, maybe I'm just too stupid to get it, but I, 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 I don't know what it is to really get into the weeds and give my, you know, honest opinion. If I don't like something, I'm going to tell you. If I think it's a great idea, I'm going to tell you. This one, I'm literally on the fence because I don't know where, yeah. the, where, where my thoughts lie. I, I, I agree too, and I'm just going to kind of, I guess, venture a guess on, on mm. what I'm thinking it is. I mean, it could be we could just kind of, you know, uh, speculate here. It could be. I have a couple of hypothesis you know Mm. on this uh my first is now maybe they approach someone like toby okay and said look you know the machine shop right they want to partner up maybe they just were picking like you know whatever big Mm. producer they could get that's got a good name to maybe maybe they're getting ahead of they're trying to forecast of what's going to happen you know coming up now like i said i don't want to get into the whole weeds here if there's you know we've we've got an election thing coming up here in the, in the u.s sure. right this year the last time we had that you know this is when the lockdowns happened and that's when live streaming was obviously the only mm. way for these artists to go ahead and and you know play live and for their fans right you know they could be sitting here going well what if something happens again you know and and maybe they want to get ahead of something you know what i mean so that right. when this does happen this is available. It's all ready to go and they can just capitalize on it. You know, this could be just one of those like sort of, you know, uh, whisk in the wind sort of throw, you know, throw in the air. Let's see if this is something that could stick. If something like that happens, because my thing is, is, or like I said, or it could be one of the things we talked about last week with the, on the road again, the live nation. Okay. Mm. Now, Maybe there's bands that don't want to line up with that, and maybe they they're gonna have a tough time touring and finding. You know, it, it, you're right. They, I, we could speculate all day. You know, I'm just trying to. What I'm thinking is this. I mean, it's obviously it's a live streaming venture they're doing now. Live streaming. Some people are okay with it. Some people are like no, it's it sucks. Right. I think it did decent business though during the pandemic. I think a lot of that's why a lot of bands were doing it. It was also the only way they can keep in touch with their fans. Sure. But the difference now is it's in a specific spot where those live streams were, were usually being done in people's practice, you know, rooms and in their lockouts and so forth. Um, and so in their jam rooms and all that. So it was like more like, okay, we'll just get a film a practice here and we'll do it here. We'll do a live stream. Some bands were doing it professionally. They really were doing it professionally. Yeah, uh, they were getting you know good camera crews in to do it and so forth. So maybe this is just—I don't know if, it, like you said, it is so confusing as to what it is they're going for. I mean, they talk about the goals. Okay, if you talk about the goals, is to provide artists with increased income potential. Well, how are you doing that? I mean, the first thing is you—you've got to attract the customers that are going to go ahead and buy this product. Mm. And so, how were you doing that? What, what if, if a band? I mean, a band like Nonpoint. I mean, they play live all the time. I don't think it's that difficult to be able to go see you know Nonpoint play live. Now, I know they usually have specific spots in the country where they you know they usually 
focus on, which is mostly the Midwest and the East Coast. I don't really see them come out here too often. Mm. I don't think this is done so that a band like Nonpoint can get fans from out here or then, of course, across the globe to see them. Maybe it's that. I mean, maybe it is for bands. You know, maybe when I think about it, you know, we just talked to Carl about it, and he was talking, you know, Carl Kennedy from The Raj, he was talking about how it's just so tough to tour. Expensive. Yeah. Expensive. They're not making money. They're losing Mm. money. So maybe this is a way of like, listen, instead of having you go out and do a global tour where you're going to lose money, you come to the machine shop, you, you do a, a very well curated and planned out and, and organized and executed live stream video for your fans across the globe so that you can then profit that way. You could charge 20 bucks ahead. I think that's mm. how much it was for Nonpoint. Yep. And so now Nonpoint can just go, listen, we're doing this one live stream show for everybody across the globe since we can't tour in Europe now. And we can't tour overseas; it's too expensive. We're going to do this so that all you guys can come and, and obviously just you know mm. see us somewhat live online. That's the only thing I can think of, just because it's too expensive to tour now. And this is sort of the way they're going to try to, I guess. I mean, them. you know, if that was if if you're correct, and I said I don't know, and you said maybe, so again, we're none the wiser after ten minutes. Of course but, not. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, no one else is any wiser either. By the way, so yeah, sorry for no, doing no. it in, sorry. in injustice, but. Yeah, if Toby wants to come on and explain, we're happy to, to, to have that discussion. But, you know, you got to put yourself back. If I was a fan of Fear Factory, just use Fear Factory as okay. an example, mm-hmm. and that, that and that exact concept was here in Charlotte, would I pay 20 bucks or $30 to get into a club to see a live stream of Fear Factory if I was a fan of the band? I wouldn't. No, i just go on YouTube and watch, the, watch their full live concert that they released a year ago. I don't know why I would pay for that. So for me, as an end user, I would have zero interest. Even... Those live streams that we all watched, you know, during COVID and lockdown and whatever, that was a novelty for about ten minutes. Yes, and then, and then yes. even on Blabbermouth, you know, Anthrax do a new. I, I didn't even click on it. I had no interest. It was just, you know, the technology of Zoom and WebEx and all that kind of thing. That was cool for a while because we're all at home. We are mm. a captured audience. Um, but yes. personally, hey, I can't speak for anybody except myself. Personally, I would have zero interest in this product if that's what it's going to be best to look to everybody and toby and i hope it works out and if it puts some dollars in bands pockets them all for it but as a as an end user i wouldn't no i wouldn't be signing up for this yeah i think you made a great point tom about it being pretty much a novelty you Mm. know i I think at the time there was no other option sure so it was like okay everyone was just sitting home like you said anyway on their screens so why not do it but most of them also did it for free i mean yes there were some that that did charge but a lot of the bands were just doing it, you know, like I said, in their practice pads and their jam rooms yeah. and just sitting there going, we'll put the camera on head, check us out. Yeah. Now, I, I get a lot, maybe a lot of the bands, they didn't have the necessary, I guess, the setup or so forth to make it look really professional. And I'm mm. sure that's what they're doing here. Um, I, th- I was mentioning last episode that about the Cradle of Filth one that um, we had seen. Yeah. Um, and I think that one was a paid one as well. And they had everything. They had all the theatrics to it and everything. Um, it was weird without a crowd, you know, there with yeah. that, but they did, they got all done up and, and, you know, but it's just not the same. Now the digital lounge, and I'm not sure, I think it's something we have to look into is I, 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 would, yeah. I would, I would assume though, the difference between a digital lounge is you're going to have a live audience there. I, I believe. I don't think it's just looking at be a screen. Venues. I'm still don't get it. <laughs> well, I'm with you. So, I mean, you, you still, yeah. but, but when I, when I think back, if I think back to, you know, I mean, Back in the 80s, I remember the first show, technically show, it was a concert, I should say, I've ever saw, mm. 
was on TV. It was the police, I remember. Uh, it was on before in New York City. We didn't have cable at the time. We didn't have cable sure. television. In certain boroughs, there was a big thing with the, the cable vision and, and the government officials, whatever. So certain parts of New York City, certain boroughs like Queens, mm. we didn't have cable. And so I didn't get, you know, that's what kind of sucked. In the early 80s, I didn't really get a lot of that early MTV stuff here where a lot of the, the metal was being played on. My, 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 my aunt would tape videos on a VHS and, and then send them to us so we can watch some of it. Uh, but it sucks. So that we had this thing, what was called WHT. And I know that anyone who's lived in the New York, New Jersey area should remember that w, what WHT was. It was sort of our, it was like a cable sort of service. And they had, I remember we saw it in the guide, like, oh, the police. You know, we, I was a fan of the police in the early 80s. And they were playing a live thing on. It, it wasn't live, live. It was it was recorded live, obviously. Yeah. Um. And but that was the first thing I had seen because you know I was a kid and yeah I you know I, also bands back then weren't touring as much right it wasn't that mm -hmm. it was all the money was being made on album sales the bands didn't tour like they did now yeah so you didn't get that option a lot of times so you because of that you would watch it on TV so I'm thinking this is sort of maybe the same sort of concept like because bands are probably going to not be touring like they used to. It's like, okay, well, how are they going to see them live? Maybe they're just throwing this, they're taking a shot with this, and then hopefully it's one of those things that it sticks where people will shell out 20 bucks to see their favorite band on live instead of a recording like I did with the police. They're actually going to see it when it's actually happening. And then maybe the production is hopefully a little bit better where the sound's coming out pretty good. You know, you've, where obviously when these bands were just doing it by themselves, it wasn't that great. I think it's just something that they're giving a shot. Where I, I, I actually applaud the idea and, and the attempt. I just don't think it's going to last because it's just not the same experience. And if it's going to last, they've got to make it pretty affordable. I think even, like you, 20 bucks. No, maybe $10 if I'm sitting around doing nothing. Okay. If I'm having a couple of drinks and see them live, if i got nothing better to yeah. do, or if I have a buddy over I'm or something, you. maybe that. But, you know, if they're looking at it as a money-making kind of situation where they really want to pay these artists... 20 bucks. Probably I don't not. think a lot of people are going to do it. I don't think so. Yeah, Just, I'm with you. you. Know. Yeah. So it yeah, should man. be interesting. And like I said, I'm, I'm really hoping we can get somebody from the machine shop. Toby, I tried to reach out and get him the last month. They stopped. He stopped doing interviews for it. So okay. maybe someone else from the machine shop that, that themselves. Yeah. I'm going to reach out. Hopefully we can get someone on to, to talk about it a little bit more. But Love it. interesting concept nonetheless.